Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. If you're checking us out on YouTube, YouTube, what's up? Welcome. And uh, it's been a little while since I did one on video as well, but I wanted to share with you some of the things that I'm working on with our youth basketball program that I'm directing this spring. And if you've been listening to the Coach's Edge podcast over the past couple months, you know that I was a coach and a director for a youth basketball program this winter, and we're keeping the ball rolling. We're keeping the ball rolling for a couple of reasons. One, most, first off, most of the players I work with are high school players. Probably the second most is junior high. Uh, but my degree is in elementary ed. I love that age group. And selfishly, my daughter's in first grade. And if you are a parent listening to this, you probably know what I'm about to say next. My daughter doesn't want to hear what I have to say about basketball when we are in the front yard trying to shoot some hoops. But when I'm coaching a group of kids, she is like the best listener of all of them. And she soaks everything up and she really applies the things that we're talking about. So I wanted to keep her involved. So we finished this youth basketball program a couple of weeks ago. We're keeping it up and running with uh, just going once a week and keeping the kids playing as first through fourth grade. And I wanted to share with you some of the things that we'll be doing throughout these four weeks. I'm going to take a little break and then we'll go for another four weeks. By that time, it'll be about, about summertime. I'll start my summer camp tour. So um, my hope is this can help you with some of your youth basketball camps. If you're a youth basketball coach, if you're doing any workouts and practices, then it can be beneficial for you to show you what some of the things are that I'm working on with, with my kids. So we have your five basic skills of basketball, right? You got your shooting, your passing, your ball handling, your defense, and your rebounding. And for the most part with kids this age, uh, I won't spend quite as much time on uh, the rebounding aspect. Uh, more so that'll be in some live play that we do. And we won't spend quite as much time on the shooting, although if you count finishing in there, then we'll do quite a bit of that. And uh, we'll be talking about defense as well. But a lot of this age group, first and second grade, really working on a lot of the hand-eye coordination, a lot of ball handling, a lot of passing. When I say ball handling, I'm not just talking about dribbling. So uh, that's where I want to dig into some of the things that we'll be teaching with our youth basketball program this spring. Number one, we will spend a ton of time pivoting. Pivoting. Say it again. Pivoting. I can't believe but I will go and watch a high school basketball game and still see kids that can't pivot to create an advantage. They can't pivot to create some space. They can't pivot to get out of trouble. And my mind is blown. I can't believe that they haven't learned this at some point. And how, how did they become a, a varsity basketball player? And guess what? They're not winning, right? If you can't pivot, like kids will pick up the basketball get in trouble, and I'll see them literally twist their hips and their torso to try to find a better angle to make a pass, and they won't pivot at all. It drives me nuts. And so I never want to work with a player who doesn't develop great pivoting skills and moving on from working with Kramer basketball. So we work on that every day. We'll work on a front pivot and a reverse pivot, which are more, you know, you're kind of making more of a circular shape. We'll work on jab steps, and we'll also work on a front pivot and a back pivot. And when I say a front pivot and back pivot and how that's different from, at least in my mind, forward pivot, reverse pivot, I'm not saying these are the best names to use. You got better names to use them. Let me know. I'll start using them probably. Uh, but a front pivot, I'm, I'm facing the hoop, and I'm just 
more of a forward, bigger step lunge that can be to create some space. I can also face up, but just pivot back behind me. And we still want to stay wide. So if we get too narrow, we're going to lose our balance, right? So we're, even though we're going forward and backward, we have a wide base. Um, and then we also want to be able to forward and reverse pivot, which we're turning. If you see me on YouTube a little bit, you can see me kind of moving my hands where we're using our shoulders. We're moving everything as we pivot. And we'll work on that. We'll work on that in progression as far as catching the basketball, right foot pivot, left foot pivot, pivot on the catch, pivot after you pick the basketball up, pivot into a shot, pivot into a pass. And we'll work on this a lot and we sprinkle it in as a multi-skill drill. So we'll do this individually, but we will do this into passing. We'll do this into shooting. We'll do this into uh, ball handling drills. That's big. And then the, the other thing that we really try to work on, again, this is under the umbrella of ball handling, but we're not, we're not dribbling, right? Ball handling is huge. Rips. How do we move the basketball, right? You get young kids and they haven't learned yet how to hold the basketball and be efficient with how they hold the basketball. So although we won't do a lot of shooting at this age, we will teach them how to hold the basketball to shoot the ball, right? And we'll talk about stance. We'll talk about balance. And so we'll, we'll build a lot of the good characteristics that young shooters have, even though I'm not putting a whole lot of emphasis for a first, second grade kid on, you know, are they shooting it with great technique? We really don't start to have some of those expectations for the players I work with, at least until about fifth grade. But we're, we're teaching them some of the basics before they get up to that level. But with the ribs, how do we move the basketball? How are we a player when we catch the basketball? How are we a player when we pick the basketball up off the dribble as far as high rips, hip rips, if there's some space? Talk about sweeping the basketball low and how that can be super effective. And again, this is something that if I'm watching a high school or, or a junior high game, I see kids that do not do this, never been taught it. There is a huge separation for those players. Those players are so far behind. Unfortunately, I don't think they have time to catch up, right? Because the things that we're teaching these kids at a young age, if they're in first and second grade and they understand how to pivot and they understand how to rip the basketball, they're passing people that haven't even begun yet because they understand the important concepts of creating space, creating new passing angles, how to hold the basketball and be strong with it so that as they get older, they get stronger. If they decide they like basketball and they want to keep playing. They're just going to be able to pop, 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 keep moving up with uh, their skill level because they've been taught some of these very basic things at, a, at an early age. So if we understand our pivoting and we understand how to rip the basketball strong, keep it protected, be a player, and then we some basic ball handling drills. And now there's a ton of drills to do, but the, the guide is, can we dribble with our right hand and our left hand? And can we move the basketball slightly around our body, right? If I'm really thinking like a first and second grade player. So can they do a, a V dribble where they're moving the basketball side to side? Can they perform a crossover dribble where they're changing sides with their hands? And do they have the ability to pound the dribble up and down but hit some different spots, right? So maybe I'll move the basketball a little bit and I bounce it in the front of my body. And can I bounce it outside of my right foot? And can I dribble left hand? Left hand dribble and the ball bounces inside of my left foot. Can I bounce it back over here? Now it bounces outside of my left foot. Getting kids comfortable handling the basketball in different locations, huge, huge advantage for the young kids that have the ability to do that at an early age. 
And the whole time we're encouraging them to make mistakes and we're making a lot of games out of this. And we're, we're teaching in short sound bites and um, you know, we're getting them involved. You know, like when I say rip, I have them say rip. When I say pivot, I have them say pivot. When we say shot fake, we have the kids say shot fake. So they're learning some of the basketball terminology and getting used to some of those things as they're developing their skills. So if a kid can do those things stationary, okay, then we start to go on the move. And basic first, second grade, ball handling on the move, right hand, left hand, changing speeds. Can they go you know, half speed, three quarter speed, full speed with their right and left hand? Can they stop and go, right? That's especially at the youth level, one of the best moves is just changing your speed, stopping and then going again. And um, then we'll start to sprinkle in, okay, dribble to this spot. Can you work on a crossover? Can you work on a crossover? Switching hands on the move, that's huge. Um, so if, if we can cover some of those basics and then off of the ball handling, we'll come back to pivots. We'll come back to jump stops. We'll come back to uh, some of the rips. And then we'll also incorporate finishing and passing off of a lot of our ball handling drills. So we might have them perform some of these ball handling skills into a close shot around the basket, into uh, a pass and a cut into a, a close shot. Um, like I said before, when it comes to finishing, we'll talk about holding the basketball more so than you know the follow through and all, all that uh, more detailed stuff. We'll get to that as they get older and as they get stronger. Another thing that we'll work on is our passing. We just want to teach the five basic passes, chest pass, overhead pass, bounce pass. Uh, but like I said, we'll incorporate some pivoting into these things and we'll incorporate some movement without the basketball into this. So yes, we'll do some of this stationary, but to get the basketball on the wing, pass it to the high post, basket cut, and to be able to make that pass from the high post and make a bounce pass to somebody who's backdoor cutting or a give and go to the hoops. We're working on some of these different situations is, is really beneficial. And then from the, the defense standpoint, pretty basic here. We'll talk a little bit about stance, all right, being, being wide, and our hands out, active feet, active hands. Um, we're really trying to hammer home. We're staying between our matchup and the basket. And we'll talk about the, the defensive slide is something that we do sometimes, but not all the time. And so I don't want to overemphasize every time we're playing defense, we're in a defensive slide because then those kids end up sliding, think they're doing it right. The kid on offense just runs right past them, gets the ball, scores a layup, and they, that's our fault as coaches, right? So defense, we're, we're incorporating slides, we're incorporating sprinting, we're incorporating change of direction. And overall, we're just emphasizing staying between our matchup and the basket for the most part at the first and second grade, second grade level more than, you know, all these body mechanics and, and positions. And as we go throughout our workout, like we'll go with these workouts, we'll go for an hour, which may not seem like very long, but when you're, we have a first through fourth grade group, most of them are in first and second grade an hour's plenty, right? Because they start to get tired, start to space out a little bit. And so Going for an hour is, is plenty of time for us. And we'll go skills for about a half hour. And we'll work on gameplay, small side of games, one-on-one -on -one games for about a half hour. So we're really going a 50-50 split. And during the skill time, 
we're still doing some competitions. We're still doing some, some games, uh, but that's a very fundamental oriented time uh, teaching the game. And then the other 50% of our workout together, there is, you know, two on two, three on three, one on one. Um, and we're really trying to teach some of the rules of the game at an early age. I was talking to some coaches and I was like, hey, can I have some advice on, you know, your youth basketball development? And the biggest one that I got was really enforcing traveling and, you know, the double dribble, getting kids to understand that at an early age. I already talked about pivoting. This, this is what I'm talking about. It goes hand in hand, teaching kids to pivot and not letting kids get away with traveling. It's really hard to do. And I, you know, officiated some youth basketball. It is really hard to do because you feel like, man, the game is going to stop every single time. If I call every travel, it's hard. Um, but the more we can start to hammer home this as coaches, as, as adult, as parents, different people to help our kids understand what they can and can't do, everything, you're setting them up for success down the road, which is really the point of youth basketball coaching. We want them to have fun. We want to set them up so they can be a better player down the road. Nobody cares if you won the fourth grade basketball championship, right? So uh, we want to develop as they get old. A couple other gameplay aspects that we're trying to teach at a young age, checking the basketball. If you're playing half court, we always pass off top when we're, when we're checking the basketball. Um, you know, we want ball movement. We want player movement. And you know, most kids, if, if you don't put that rule in, they're going to check it and then they're going to shoot it. They're going to check it and they're going to drive and do something. Let's teach them to check the basketball. We can teach some movement off the basketball, making a pass, and then we're going to play. Another thing that we're incorporating is teaching them what fouls are. And this was funny as we ran our youth basketball program this winter, it seemed like kids started to foul more every single week in the beginning. I don't know if they were, you know, they're kind of raw. They missed out on this program the last year because of COVID. And so kids were very not touchy. And then as the program went on, kids were extremely physical, you know, beating each other up. We end up uh, having to call a lot more fouls and really trying to teach the aspects of, of the game and what players can and can't do uh, physically. And so that was a new one for me is really trying to reinforce what a foul is for, for our kids. So that's some of the gameplay rules. A couple of the offensive and defensive concepts that we want to teach at, at a young age that can be very important. Spacing number one, as you know, youth basketball kids are going to bunch up. So the more we can teach them to space, now not spacing like your varsity players because your first and second grader can't throw a pass that far, right? And so spacing does look different. Your kids at the youth level are going to be closer because that just makes sense for how far they can pass, how much ground they can cover, but teaching them spacing and teaching them passing and cutting at an early age is huge. Not passing and standing, not necessarily passing and following, but passing and cutting uh, is huge for team offense concepts. And then team defense concepts, we've talked a little bit about that already, but can they see the matchup and the ball? Are they staying between their matchup and the basket? And can they see the ball? at the same time. And if, if we're doing those things, we're setting them up, in, in my opinion, especially for our first and second graders, for success. And this is going to be ugly. It's going to be sloppy at times. There's going to be some times where, man, are we, are we getting there? Uh, but 
to me, it's the consistency of doing it, you know, whether you're getting together once a week or twice a week, whatever that might be for your young players, they are getting it. And you look back and then you say, man, I can't believe where we, how far we've come compared to where we started with some of these spacing aspects of the game, how much, you know, we're teaching kids when we talk about finishing, getting up into close shots, teaching them to use the backboard at an early age, teach them a good angle around 45 degree angle, getting on the side of the basket to use the backboard corner of the box for a lot of our kids is really helpful. And you look back and say, man, we have come a long way. We have gotten a lot better, even when it doesn't necessarily feel like it all the time. And that's rewarding for the kids because as a young player, if they can leave your youth basketball program, having fun and feeling like they got better at what it is they're doing, you've won, you've won, you've done it. All right, good job. And while we're instilling these fundamentals of the game and trying to make sure that everyone is having a good time, we really want to make sure that we're teaching some of the intangible aspects of the game. Those are the one things that are really the most important, right? You teaching hard work. Are you teaching communication? Are you teaching maintaining a positive attitude, playing with high energy, controlling the controllables, right? And if we can do that and really use basketball as, as a platform to help our youth to develop positive characteristics that are going to help them in their life and help them down the road while having fun, while have getting better at the game. That's what we need more of in the basketball world. I don't think we need more basketball tournaments for third and fourth grade. We need more positive experiences for, for kids. We need less pressure from parents and coaches to on winning. And we need to emphasize fun. We need to emphasize development. And we need to emphasize uh, building the characteristics that are going to make you know, these young people better people as they become older, as they become teenagers, as they become adults down the road. And that, that's the mission with everything that we try to do. And I always say, like, if you work hard, if you treat people well, and then with our basketball program, work hard, treat people well. And for us, we put a high, uh, a ton of attention to detail, right? You may do the same drill as we do. Chances are we're going to break it down a little bit differently. It's going to be a little bit more specific. And those players are going to have a little click in their mind of saying, okay, we're just doing this or I'm doing this pivoting drill, but I know why I'm doing it. I know when I'm going to do it and not just what I am doing, but teaching the why, the when, uh, as well as the what, the how is, I think, a big separator for Kramer basketball, the camps that we run and the players that we work with, which is why I think we got a great return rate and um, why we have a lot of success with the players and the teams that we work with as well. So I hope that you found this beneficial. Uh, I'll do another podcast or two as we go through the spring to give you an update on our spring basketball program with our youth players. It is new for me, although my my background is in elementary ed. Most of the players that I work with are high school and junior high athletes. And we got some college and pro players sprinkled in here and then some elementary players sprinkled in here. So this is somewhat uh, new for me. 
And uh, so I'm sure there'll be some bumps in the road. Any feedback uh, for youth basketball is, is welcome, is recommended. It's contact at KramerBasketball.com. And uh, we're excited to get after it throughout the summer with our basketball camps and our basketball clinics and all the programs that we consult with through CoachesEdge.coach. If you're curious about that, you know, if you found this part beneficial with some of the things that we work on throughout our spring youth basketball program, you know, this pales in comparison to everything we give access to our coaches at Jacques coach members from a full program development guide from first grade all the way through varsity to some of the skills that we encourage players to develop and work on as they start to age and get older. And then how to break down some of these practices as far as different presentations we have, uh, practice plan documents to help you stay organized and be more precise with what you're going to do. Because it's easy for us as coaches to have an hour with kids and then say, man, we didn't really cover what I wanted to. And I think part of the coach's edge, we can help you make sure that you're staying on task and getting the things done that you need to. So if you have questions about that, hit me up. Uh, check out coachesedge.coach, C-O-A-C-H-S-E-D-G-E.coach. And uh, thank you for checking this out. If you find it beneficial, please, positive rating, review, goes a really long way, really, really long way in the podcast world. That's certainly appreciated. Uh, thanks again for listening, watching on YouTube. Appreciate you. Get after it today.